welcome to Two Steps Ed Podcast. Two Steps Ed Podcast highlighting the stuff we've stepped in, or maybe more recently, the stuff we're standing in. So you, my friend, don't have to. I'm Son Edom, alongside somebody whose anthem for the week, at least last week, was Leanne Rhymes Blue. <laughs> yes. She was singing it. I was singing it. Are you better? Uh, Tara Hoke Shiro is her name. Hey guys, welcome back. Good to see you. So last week we talked about how life was uh, kind of beating you up. Yes. You were kind of uh, Rocky Balboa there for a while, getting smacked around by right. any number of uh, opponent that he was facing. <laughs> want to go back to Clubber Lang or <laughs> Dolph Lundgren's character in the Rocky movies or... Maybe uh, what's the Apollo guy's Creed. name? Yeah, what's the guy's name that's in the commercial? The blonde-haired Russian guy. That he, now he has a commercial out. Dolph Lundgren. Is that yeah? That was a, the guy's name. I don't know what this Russian name was in the movie. Yeah, but Dolph Lundgren is a character name, which is uh, which is kind of interesting because he's done a lot, but he's best known, I think, for Rocky. Yes, the Rocky movie. So, which is kind of interesting because that movie does have. Now that I think about it, we talked last week about. A lot of things. So go back and watch mm-hmm. episode 29. Um, but we talked about, uh, first of all, how life was beating you up, like I said. Right. But then, you know, there was a lot of things going on with uh, race issues, with lockdown issues, with mask issues, things like that. And we talked about change, mm-hmm. you know. And now that we talk about this Rocky movie, I don't know if you've seen it. Have you seen it? The mm-hmm. Rocky movie? All with of it? them, yeah. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, remember at the end, he goes to Russia yes. to fight the Russian. And they're all cheering for the Russian. And then, of course, at the end, they start chanting Rocky. Right. But what does he say <laughs> at the end? If we can change, if I can change, if you can change, we can change. We can change, yeah. So even in that movie of Rocky, mm-hmm. was that Rocky 3? Was that, yeah, or, or was 59. that Rocky 4, 57? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever one it was when he goes to Russia. But so that's kind of interesting because he, he sits there and even at the end he talks about change. Right. You know, and how you have to change perspective mm-hmm. and how you have to change the way you view things, which I think starts us on our conversation of responsibility and and being accountable for what we do. Right. But to get back to my initial question. Which was, I forgot now. Are you feeling better? Am I feel- oh. Is your week better? <laughs> Not so blue. Not so blue. I am feeling a little better. Um, it, it takes me a few days. I have these, you know, episodes where I'm kind of thrown off balance and I'm like, okay, what the heck? You know, and then once I process it and the words, you know, start flowing, then I'm feeling stronger and, you know. It's just kind of, do you, yeah, I guess you don't, you don't do that, right? No. You don't go through those. No. You're just pretty much even keel, yes. the same all the time, yes. no matter what. Me, I, maybe that's because I'm a writer. Maybe I'm, yeah. you know, writers well, are, you know, have a tendency to be a little more. Um, well, it's like they say the poet needs their, the pain. Yeah, And so you exactly. kind of need some of that. Then you need to process do. it. And then you become creative through that. I totally do. I would not have half of the stuff that I've written or done if it wasn't for using the pain and wondering why and um trying to figure it out yeah but see uh it's a learning thing because instead of me just sitting here looking at you as weak and all these other negative things i'm growing with you i'm understanding you i'm understanding your mindset i'm just kidding i was gonna say are you really no No. i don't think so. no 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 but it is because because again you know we started this podcast uh you know almost was i guess this is our 30th episode yeah so 30 episodes ago happy anniversary yes and as we've been doing it 
And as we've been coming together and, and talking, we've been kind of learning more about each other. Because again, mm-hmm. if you go back to episode 25, our anniversary episode, you'll get kind of a gist of, of how this came about. And mm-hmm. we really didn't know each other prior to that a whole lot. And so we've been kind of learning about each other through these conversations. Mm-hmm. And one of the things is understanding your process. You know, mm-hmm. even starting from the beginning, you wanted a business plan and you wanted all this stuff laid out. And I'm like, no, let's just go. Let's just do it. <laughs> and so we come from two different yeah. You know, on the spectrum, two ends of the spectrum and mm-hmm. coming together. And so understanding, so even just in doing something as simple as a podcast, having an understanding of how somebody else works so mm-hmm. that way you guys can work together. In our case, we can work together to make this thing successful. You have to have an understanding. You have to have um, a mindset that maybe has some change, mm-hmm. you know, and, and some flexibility mm-hmm. of understanding so that way you can make it work because it's yeah. just how life is. And we are girl. I'm glad to hear that you're that growing along with me because I I sent you a text the other day, you know, thanking you because your your thing is let's just do it. Then we don't need to think about it. We don't need to plan it. Let's just do it and let's just move forward. I'm like that doesn't make sense to me. We gotta have a plan. We have a, we have a plan for everything. And so I'm also learning. You're also pulling me over to the other side of um, just doing things. And actually this mug is part of that because this mug that I'm holding in my hand, um, I showed this to you last week and I'm going to show it to you again because it's the only uh, sample that has come so far because of all the shipping um, things going on with coronavirus. But um, I would not have designed shirts and mugs and hats and all of the things that I have designed recently. I would not have opened a store. I would not have done all that just pulled the trigger just like oh okay you want merchant he'd said let's have some merchandise so I'm like okay and then I'm like oh well might as well just design some things while I'm here that I've been thinking I never would have done that so <laughs> thank you to you I am you're rubbing off on me um and and well this too I mean she created these uh tumblers as well I did and you should uh as you mentioned it you uh and actually it's really cool stuff there's uh mugs there's t-shirts there's two steps ahead uh, memorabilia but if you go to what's your website um tarashiro.com so you can either go there and look at all her great stuff buy her books and everything or if you want a quicker way because you don't remember the the .com or the website you can go to two steps ahead podcast there's a link in the bio on Instagram. Click the link and then some options will come up. There's an option for a YouTube channel. There's an option for a Spotify channel. There's an option for a SoundCloud channel. And then there's an option that says swag shop and mm-hmm. you can click on the swag shop and that'll take you to the store mm-hmm. and you can see all the different things that are there, which could be good for Father's Day, uh, dads and grads. Mm-hmm. Is that the key word mm-hmm. at this time of year? Mm-hmm. Dads and grads. And, you know, maybe something a little extra special since some of those grads are getting hosed mm-hmm. with the... Uh, non-graduation yeah. ceremony thing. Yeah. Maybe give and a I also extra have a lot of stuff for social distancing yep. and a lot of really cool, um, this mug in particular is the definition of kindness. So it says a gentle and loving spirit in the middle of a shit show, which I am going to, I can't wait to drink my coffee out of this mug. <laughs> and yeah. Not everything is two steps ahead specific. There are yeah. some other things there that are just, uh, yeah. like sayings like this and, and, and other I have a t-shirt that, have. that says, you know, hugs from my heart, six feet apart, which is perfect for yep. social distancing. So yeah, we got the swag. Go. And uh, there's a shirt that says the great son eat them. So that's my is. favorite, which you should get multiples of. <laughs> but to all that to say, but, not just to promote that, but all that to say, thank you that, that you are, we are growing together. You're rubbing off on me because I would not have done that in I, I would have gotten stuck in planning and design and, oh, what about this and what about that? And, and this was just like, ah, all right, let's just do it. 
And there's some more cool things coming too. But see, I, th- I think that's part of the process too, because I think right after that, I threw you something and then you're like, dude, I got to process this because <laughs> I just got done with the, the, the shop and stuff. And now you want me to do this and this. So, you know, for me, like yeah. you said, I like to just hit it and go, let's okay, you've go. done yeah. the shop. Great. Now let's do the next thing. Let's do the next thing. But the process of, okay, now I got to understand what she's going through. And that's even good too, because sometimes you, I can get ahead of myself mm-hmm. and go too fast and go too far. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes having the checks and balances is really good because it kind of keeps it at a pace that's manageable. Right. So it doesn't get too big. And I think, and I was in a clog too, too. I was in that like, eh, I don't know what to say. I don't have anything to say. I don't know how to process what's going on in the world right now. I don't have any words for what's going on. And then you hit me up with, you know, that thing. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> but she pulled it off. It looks great. So go check it out. Uh, <laughs> So again, the Instagram through the link or uh, terashiro.com uh, is the direct uh, website link too. And so either way you can find it. So last week we were talking about you were feeling blue and you were feeling down. And uh, so we had some therapy and hopefully life's better this week. But um, based on last week, I started thinking about some things. And you know what? When we talked about change, if I can use a qu- couple quick analogies from last week, we talked about mm-hmm. basically Michael Jackson singing the man in the mirror, yep. wanting to change. Okay. So we, if you want change, we have to make change happen ourselves. Right. Two, we have to have an understanding of the other person, what they're going through. So maybe we're going to ask some questions and maybe we want to find out what they're going through. Mm -hmm. Maybe we have to change our perspective because our influences and the people that influenced us might not have been correct or might have been different or times have changed. Okay, Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of things going on. But I think one of the things that we didn't touch on that maybe we can touch on this week is accountability, Mm self-responsibility, which is a little different than understanding because we like to place blame on other people, blame on other things. Something happens and it's already somebody else's fault. And I think one of the things, how it started in a way, which is kind of interesting, if you guys are familiar with Harvey Milk, I don't know if you're familiar with Harvey Milk, I think Sean Penn played him in a a movie. Mm -hmm. Well, Harvey Milk was was, uh, murdered. And the guy, the defense was, Viciously, yeah, right? yeah. yeah, it was a vicious crime. And, and, and the defense became depression, but depression was fueled by bad diet mm. because the guy ate a lot of Twinkies, <laughs> thus the Twinkie defense. <laughs> and he got, uh, I think, voluntary manslaughter or something like that. Wow. But then this term Twinkie defense, mm-hmm. blame the Twinkies. Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of set off this blame anything, but take self-responsibility. And we don't have to keep it in the criminal world, but I thought it was interesting how, that kind of starts the trend that really became popular of blaming something else, coming up with some nutty thing to excuse what we've done and what we don't want to take responsibility for. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dog ate my homework. Uh, something as simple as that. Did you home? Oh, my dog ate it. Um, you know, why were you late to work? Uh, traffic on the freeway, which is probably legitimate. So, um, but again, you know, we like to make excuses for things mm-hmm. and, um, and so that makes it a part of the conversation in change and, and, and dealing with our community and our neighborhood and people right. of, you know, that we maybe uh, don't understand is, is, is then taking responsibility for some of that, mm-hmm. taking some responsibility for our actions. Yeah. And I think, and as you were talking, it reminds me that here's a tangential uh, plot line, as you like to say. Yes, tangential. <laughs> okay. For those that might not know, you have to give the definition of tangential because to be honest, my definition of tangential is completely different than what her definition of tangential, which is the real definition. Right. So, I just throw it out there for whatever so reason. So in, in writing in a book, you do not want to have a tangential plot line because that means that your plot line is going off in a bunch of different tangents and you want to have one single plot line that the reader can follow all the way through. So 
Um, if you're going off on a bunch of tangents, that's not good. But I'm going to go off on a tangent. So that reminded me. Yes, our podcast me, is not tangential. Yeah. <laughs> it's not supposed to be anyway. Um, and so I was, oh gosh, and now I completely forgot what I was going to say. And now I'll give you that. It was tangential. That was tangential. You were saying that the. Um, so we had the so we had the Twinkie defense. So we're making excuses oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. things. So yeah. So we, it reminds me that last week we were talking about seeing things in the media that um, we don't have an example of the quote unquote right way to have a conversation because we have this tendency to pit each other, pit different sides against each other. And so when we're talking about taking accountability or taking responsibility, and you mentioned um, the Harvey Milk thing, like again, when we have shows and movies and, and commercials and whatever, again, there's like very little example, not too many examples of people struggling to do the right thing it's always I mean there are some but the, but in a lot of times it's showing the bad side of us and um it's not that um and of course a whole bunch of movies are now popping up and, and yeah it's like wait a minute what about this movie and that movie and that movie so but no it is it's it's um like people like 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 we see movies of people stealing as opposed to struggling with not stealing Okay, you could take. Or cheating or struggling with not cheating. And then the fallout that comes from not stealing or not cheating, not yeah. cheating. We don't see a whole, or like people that are, we see characters give in to the affair. And like, oh, this person is really the love of my life and not the person that I'm married to. And so we make this whole romantic story out of, you know, the affair and like how we're, we should be with, you know, this other person rather than our spouse. But we don't see a whole lot of movies with the struggle to, stay and to not have the affair and then what comes from that it's boring i guess right to watch something with yeah. people doing the right things so we don't see very many examples of that yeah doing the wrong thing is fun exactly it's, taboo, it's exciting yeah. it gets the butterflies in the stomach it gets mm -hmm. the adrenaline flowing mm -hmm. dopamine gets rushing and now we feel good and so we want to do that yeah um, and so it sure would be nice if there was a movie or i thought that i thought that was hallmark Hallmark Channel. I thought Hallmark Channel was all about that. Okay. No. Let me let me just... And, we've and never talked about the Hallmark Channel, but let's just talk about it. Number one, I love the Hallmark Channel, and I pretty much have it on 24-7 all during... Are you like Queen Bingo during the holiday season? Yeah. November, December, January is pretty much all Hallmark. But the reason why I like it is not because it's necessarily good TV. I like it because everything comes out. Perfect. Yeah. And in a life right now, especially when everything is chaotic, I can always count on a good ending and a good outcome. And like, it's like my family says the same thing. Like, why are you watching this? Like they'll come in the room and they'll say, okay, they've only watched for three seconds and they're like, okay, here's the plot. Right. Let me tell you what's going on. And of course it's because it's the same thing over and over and over, but that's why I like it. It's predictable. I know how the ending is going to come. Everything is going to be fine. The world is going to be fine. Yep. And <laughs> that's why it's so successful. <laughs> I need to see that because there is no. So, so if I was going to write a movie, um, I would, I would tackle like doing the right thing and the struggle that comes from doing the right thing and the fallout and the reward that comes from doing the right thing in an edgy way, because we just don't, Hallmark is like cookie cutter, cheesy, yep. like it's not, it's not a real struggle. Right. Right. But I want to see real grit on the screen and real struggle of doing the right thing. And then what happens, you know, 
Yeah, I remember I watched one one time because it was had to do with a radio DJ during Christmas time. And she, I think, was in Philadelphia and the radio station. Something happened. So she had to go to Bethlehem, Pennsylvania <laughs> and do her show from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And then she ends up falling in love and, you know, happily ever after or whatever. And so, um, but from the radio perspective, I started watching it and I'm like sucked in. Right. And it's like, it's a complete feel good yes. thing. So I can completely understand the draw. Yeah. Now, to me, I would need a ton of beer yeah. to get through any other one, I'm sure, because it's Some the of same them thing. are nails on the yeah. chalkboard, the, like I can't even watch it. But the radio, the radio yeah. component is what drew me in because yeah. it had the radio. Yeah. Um, and so, and it was, uh, and, and actually some of the radio stuff was actually, you know, true to form, some of it was a little hokey, but, uh, but I see what you're saying. You have that feel good, which, which actually could probably be pretty good because sometimes you do need that escape, you know, even when you I watch do. other movies, I do. Um, you know, any movie out there you watch and it could feed to what you're feeling. You know, last mm-hmm. week you're talking about feeling blue mm-hmm. and feeling down. I remember I used to listen to a certain radio station, a talk show in town when I drive home in the afternoons mm-hmm. and I'd get home, and I'd be fully agitated. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why am I agitated? I started to think about this. I'm like, Oh, cause I listen to these guys. These guys <laughs> amp me up. So I had to stop listening to them because yeah. I get amped up over nothing because right. my influencers are agitating when me. You walk in the door you know? and kick the dog. Yeah. <laughs> and so I decided, you know what? Okay. I can't get agitated. So I'm going to take the, even though I enjoy listening to them, I'm going to take the responsibility of myself and change it and listen mm-hmm. to, you know, cool jazz. No, not really. Um, <laughs> listen to something different so that I'm not so agitated. Yeah. But, um, but anyway, so going back to, uh, taking, and you're right. Taking responsibility for how we are feeling, how we are reacting, how we are perceiving the world. Because we could be wrong in that. You know, we right. could have a knee-jerk reaction to something. Okay, here, here's, here's an example. Um, my pet peeve is driving, okay? So I take responsibility for the things that I do. So, But let's say we speed, mm-hmm. okay, and we get pulled over. Okay, now we're mad at the police officer that pulled us over mm-hmm. because he's giving us a ticket. Right. And we're mad at this. Well, we were the ones that were speeding. Right. We were the ones that were in violation of the law. we feel justified in our speeding because we had somewhere to be and we yes. had something important to do. And we, we are justified in doing wrong. So exactly. how dare that police officer tell me otherwise? How dare he impede my speeding because I had to get to I had a XYZ. right and I had a reason. Yeah. Which is interesting because I've actually done this on a side note. If you go five miles over the speed limit, 10 miles over the speed limit, you only get to your destination and really not much longer, mm. like maybe 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So again, I, I'll take the 10 minutes and I'll just put the pedal to the metal Gretel. <laughs> but again, you're really not getting to your destination that much quicker. I've, I've done that. I've, I've timed it out. Right. But, but yeah, we feel like, oh, I'm angry. Well, the anger should be at yourself because mm-hmm. you violated something. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if you um, eat a lot, okay, I, I gained weight. Or, or, you know, how about the coffee at the McDonald's thing? I'm going to assume McDonald's because they it's serve me hot, hot coffee. Yeah. <laughs> well, coffee was supposed to be served hot. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not a coffee drinker, but I assume coffee yeah. is supposed to. So we were having to be a little clumsy and spill coffee. Now we're going to blame somebody else. Right. So why do we do that? Right. Why don't we just take the responsibility ourselves? So as we get to bigger things mm-hmm. and more important things, mm-hmm. you know, and stop blaming others and start taking responsibility for the stuff that we've done, then maybe that starts changing things and starts putting things into perspective on how we act towards other people. Yeah, it's just hard. I got into an argument with somebody yesterday that was just on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And it just boiled down to taking responsibility or taking accountability for the thing, you know, that happened. It was like this big mystery. And we were just arguing, you know, about what, um, about the event, like how this occurred. And so we're, maybe it's this, maybe it's that, maybe it's this. But the bottom line was, is that, um, 
we don't know truly what happened and we can guess, but one of us was um, at fault. That's what we do know. So this, right? So one of us was at fault. And rather than us saving the argument and saying, okay, it's obviously one of our faults. Who cares? Seriously, whose fault it was? Who cares? Um, let's just say it's just a 50-50 thing. It could have been um, my fault, could have been your fault, and let's just call it a day. But no, we argued and went round and round and round and round and round. And um, this person was like, okay, 10% my fault, but 90% your fault. And I'm like, <laughs> what? And we just went around and around and around and around and around. And it was just stupid. And so we don't, and I, I think that that's just a, a silly, you know, everything is stressful right now and everything and everybody's kind of like on a hairpin trigger. But in order to accept responsibility, we have to volunteer to look bad and we don't want to do that. So like on a higher level, like say for like a congressman or a president or somebody that's gotten caught in a Ponzi scheme or in an affair, you know, the famous, you know, I did not have sex with that woman. Um, we deny, we deny, we deny because we don't want to look bad until it gets to the point where it's so obvious. And then it's like, okay, well, maybe I did, but we don't want to look bad because then we, because then we have to admit that what we did was wrong and we were justified in our mind when we did it in the first place. That's why we did it. So we don't want to go against and say, okay, now it was wrong because then we have to answer the question. Well, why did you do that? Why did you lie? Why did you take it? Why did you not why are you not forthcoming in this information? Why are you hiding? Like, because then we have to admit that there's a side of us that's not on the up and up. And we don't want to do that, right? Right. We just don't. Otherwise, we wouldn't have done it in the, I mean, if there wouldn't be this like back and forth within ourselves. If we were completely on the up and up, it wouldn't even be a struggle. We would never tell a lie. We would always be honest. We would never manipulate, hide, do anything. But that's human nature is that, that's what we do. And and in this conversation, you know, with this person, I was just like, I don't understand what the big deal is. Like, why, why can't we just like say it was, you know, we don't know. It's okay. We've, the thing happened, right? It's done. It's over. It was one of our faults. Who cares? Let's just move on. But we can't, you know, it's just so hard to do that because, because sometimes there are things in people that like, we are all equally good and equally bad. And sometimes people can't handle that. We have this, sometimes we have this vision of ourselves that we're better than we are and that we're all, oh, maybe there's a little bit. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I make mistakes or whatever. But there's this bigger part that, that we don't want to admit to. Like babies are not born. We don't have to teach a baby when they're born. We don't have to teach them to be selfish. And we don't have to teach them to lie. And we don't have to teach them to hide up their mistake. We have to teach them to share right, and we have to teach right. them to tell the truth. Right. right. And as adults, it's like, well, wait a second. If that was in there at birth, if I didn't have to have somebody show me how to, how to um, be selfish, then what makes me think that I've arrived and gotten rid of that selfish nature? Like where, where's that? We don't have a graduation from, okay, when babies are born, they're naturally selfish. They don't want to share their toys. And this is the point in life where you stop being so like there's we don't have that so we're still selfish we, we handle it better now but we're still selfish and we still lie and we still cheat and we still manipulate but we can't 
we don't want to admit that. Oh no, we're not that way anymore. We're like, I, I, of course I'm all like I, when I hand out, it's comical. Um, we've been doing a lot of reviews, um, at work and I created this whole, um, system of like questions where you, people have to answer them one through 10. And one of them is about trust and honesty and integrity. And, um, and that's part of the review. Like they're, they're graded on their job performance, like the technical skills things, but then they're also, we're also grading them on their character. And so, and I have people from their team fill it out about them. And, um, it's just comical. Like sometimes people will, and I also have them do a self review. Some people will do that trust one, the character one, and they'll give themselves all tens. And it literally says like, like who is honest 10% at 10 out of 10? Nobody but it makes me laugh because they'll fill out like they'll give themselves all tens in integrity and character and honesty. But then when they review other people, it's like, Oh, threes, fours. Well, because I think <laughs> like, we have this. What? Yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing. We have an expectation that, you know, first off we're better than everybody. Right. And so that, and then two, you know, we have to point out the faults in other people. I'm reminded of the lyrics from a gin blossom song. If you don't expect too much from me, you might not be let down. Right. And I think there's a certain amount of truth in that from the standpoint <laughs> that we try to, A, we put people up on a pedestal. Yeah. And when they do something wrong, we excuse it. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, it's just an athlete. It's just a celebrity. It's just a whomever. So mm-hmm. it's okay. And then they don't take responsibility because they don't have to because mm-hmm. they get a pass. Mm-hmm. And so then that trickles down because we want to emulate our heroes. And so who are our heroes? Mm-hmm. Could be Larry Boy, for all we know. And so, um, and so then when it comes to like a work situation where we don't necessarily have celebrities or people that are above the fray. Mm-hmm. We have people that are just like us. Then we have to sit there and make ourselves feel better by mm-hmm. putting them down mm-hmm. and raising us and elevating us. Mm-hmm. And then when something does happen, like you said, because pride steps in, we don't mm-hmm. want to take the accountability and we don't want to take the, okay, I did something wrong. I'm sorry. And we have to deflect and put blame. I remember uh, I was getting my master's degree in uh, coaching and athletic administration from a school and we had to put together this huge binder thing like a thesis but it wasn't a traditional thesis it Mm -hmm. was like two years of our work Mm. put into this thing and it was like three inches thick by the time I got done with it four inches maybe and so it was a newer program and so they were encouraging us to share uh, information like share how we were putting these things together because the school really didn't offer up because I guess they really didn't know the best way for us to put together these final projects Mm. and so people that were had finished would then have um, their projects available that we could see mm-hmm. so that we can kind of get an idea of how we should put ours together so that there could be some form of, or some, some, yeah, some form of uniformity or some kind of uniformity, but yet individual, you know, our own work. Anyway, so I got mine done and I graduated. And so a fellow student that was a little bit behind me was getting ready to put her stuff together and she wanted to see mine. Well, she was still taking a final class, and so basically what she did was she ripped off a paper of mine, Ugh. and she plagiarized, basically oh, t- changed no. the name and turned it oh, in. Oh, no. So I get a phone call from her, and I was pretty excited to get a phone call from her, because I was thinking, hey, you're graduating. Well, she told me that she plagiarized a paper, and that she fessed up to it, and she told the school, because I guess the school was going to call me, mm. and thinking about possibly revoking my credential for cheating, mm. whatever, and I had nothing to do with it. You know, I, I like I said, I had nothing to do with cheating. But for me, her calling and taking the, uh, taking, and, and being up front and being mm-hmm. honest, mm-hmm. like, I didn't, I didn't get upset that she took my paper then. Right. I was like, oh, it okay. It diffused the whole situation. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I wasn't happy about it. But then first I'm like, man, that must have been a damn good paper. 
it because she wants to rip it <laughs> off because she was a better academic than I was. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, man, that was a really good paper. <laughs> and then two, I'm like, how stupid because it was a pretty specific niche paper that's not just common, you know? Right. And we all have the so same So it would have been yeah. easy. Yeah. yeah. So it was an easy like zing. But she she uh, she fessed up and she took it and uh, I haven't heard from her since. I mm-hmm. think she you know whatever you know, <laughs> you know who knows, but she took the blame. And so for me, early on in, in the academic world, it kind of made sense. Like you know what, by her taking the accountability and taking the responsibility, a it diffused the situation, but it also kind of gave me a, a learning point that you know what that shows character yes. when you can take something because her excuse was that she was. You know, she had her job mm-hmm. because this is a, a master's degree. So we have our jobs. So we're doing our jobs. And and it was uh, the job was getting behind. I think she was in academics, maybe teaching at high school or something like that, athletic director. So mm-hmm. she had a demanding job, running out of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the class was ending. She wanted to graduate. So all this stuff starts compounding. So you make excuses, right? right. And so thus the excuse was right. all this stuff. But she didn't leave it at the excuse. That was the reason, mm-hmm. kind of like the Twinkies led to depression, <laughs> but the Twinkies weren't the cause of the of right. the of the 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 murder of Harvey Milk. So she had her reasons for wanting to plagiarize the paper and just turn it in because she was behind times. Uh, but then she took the responsibility. Yeah, I did that, and mm-hmm. so that makes character stand out, even though you did something wrong. To stand up and say I right. did it, which right. is a lesson that can be learned, so that then when you go down the line. And something comes up. I remember, okay, this is what she did. Mm-hmm. Now, do I want to be like her mm-hmm. and have character be like, hey, I did something wrong. Yeah, I admit it. Mm-hmm. Or do I want to be like maybe everybody else and blame somebody else and not mm-hmm. take the responsibility and not be accountable for my actions? Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes, you know, the accountability for our actions are expensive. And so even though we know that what we did was wrong, it's like, ooh, I do not want those consequences. Because she could have gotten expelled. She mm-hmm. could have gotten her credentials, you know, taken away or not been given her master's. How many times have you heard of people getting into a car accident where one of the people, the at-fault person, will say it wasn't my fault and they'll try to change the story and make it look like the other person, you know, was at fault. Why? Because they don't want to be accountable. They don't want their insurance to go up. They don't want to have to pay, you know, for the accident. Um there's all kinds of ways that we don't want to take accountability, you know, for our actions. But I think it's this, that it's just that part of us that, um, why did we, you know, do that in the first place? And then, so when, so when it's happening, it's like, it seems like it's the right thing to do when whatever it is that we're doing, it seems like it's the right thing to do in the time. And usually it's something in secret or something in the dark, like when there's nobody else around. That's when character, that cliche, character is what happens when nobody's looking. So, you know, it's easy to cheat or it's easy to lie or it's easy to do something nefarious when nobody's looking. And we think that we're fine, we're getting away with it. But then when we get caught or when we have to fess up to it, then it's like, okay, now I have to admit that there's this side of me that doesn't look good. There's the side of me that is not pleasing, that's, that's not, um, that people would be appalled by, right? We want to keep our secrets in our closet. And so it's like, no, right. I didn't do that. No, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't, because it's just so ugly to us to think that we would do such a thing. And we don't want other people to, because then, you know, then we're going to not be accepted or belong or people don't want to be friends with us or, you know whatever. So we just deny, deny, deny. And people pleasers in in particular have a very difficult time because if they admit anything that they've done wrong, it's not pleasing. And their whole goal is to be pleasing. 
So, or codependence can't, you know, admit it because then it throws off the balance of, you know, the codependence. And so there's always something in all of us that we do that. So I'm dying to know, I know you're not going to tell me, but I'm dying to know what you're. <laughs> I've got, I've got a DIY special coming out. Home makeover. Well, I'm redoing my closet. Because it's too small to stuff all the skeletons in it. So I got to create a bigger walk-in closet to stick all the skeletons in For all your skeletons. It. Yes, because it's, uh, so it's coming, uh, so coming soon. So skeleton management, right? Yeah, skeleton that, management 101. Yes. Stick them in the closet. Make sure it's not a broom closet because you run out of room real quick. Yeah, create but, a bigger closet. But, you know, I think, I think as I've gotten older, I think that for me, plus I've gotten to the point where I just don't care, that uh, people ask me, why did you do something? Because I wanted to. You know, because I wanted to. Um, now I try not to do things that are bad as far as uh, detrimental to, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it might be. Um, and so obviously it comes down to, do I want to do the right thing? Do I want to do the wrong thing? Um, I think I can't remember the last time I got pulled over. I think I got pulled over for something. And the guy was like, you know, why do you know why I pulled you over? And of course it's like, no, you play that game. Mm-hmm. Cause I really didn't, to be honest, it could have been four things he pulled me over for. I'm not going to admit to something if he didn't see it. And then he's like, um, you were speeding maybe whatever it was. But I remember my response was, he goes, why, why were you doing that? Cause I wanted to. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, I like the honesty. Oh, that's what it was. It was, it was in, it was in, uh, it was in Nebraska. And so I had the open road. Mm. That's what it was. It was in Nebraska and there were yep. the speed limits on the highway were 75. Right. And so I was, I was, and of punch- course there's no, nobody around but cows. Right. And so I was probably punching a hundred, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> and all of a sudden out of nowhere, this, you know, local sheriff guy, this Roscoe P. Coltrane comes out of nowhere, <laughs> pulls me over. He's like, you know why you're speeding or why were you speeding? I'm like, um, I wanted to. And he goes, seriously? I'm like, well, I have, you know, work. I have to get across the state, blah, blah, blah. So I tell him, you know, but basically I wanted to. And so he's like, oh, well, you know, because you admitted you really wanted to and didn't really come up with an excuse. He goes, I'll give you a warning, slow down, because you'd rather get there alive Mm -hmm. than, you know, not Mm -hmm. alive, than not get there at all. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I get that. That makes sense. But he kind of was taken aback because he was expecting excuses. You right, know? right. And, and it's funny because there was a time, and, 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 and I just read an article about excuses that police officers get yeah. when they get pulled over. That's a and funny I, article. And, and one of them was, there was a grasshopper on yeah. the hood of my car <laughs> that I was trying to get off. And so I thought about all these multiple things going through my mind of laying down this excuse to this yeah, guy. Yeah. But then I thought maybe he didn't read the article and he wouldn't find it funny. You know? <laughs> And yeah. so I just said, so I do you to. find it? Um, I'm always fascinated by um, when people say, yeah, I'm honest or yeah, I tell the truth or whatever. But do you find it? I, for me personally, I, I mean, I try to be honest. I will turn change back if I get too much change. If I'm get a product that I haven't paid for, I'll go back in the store and pay for it. If, you know, I find something, I'll turn into lost and found. Like I try to have a philosophy that I'm, I'm don't, have a habit. I don't have a habit of lying. I don't have a habit, but there's always things, Mm -hmm. right? There's always things. So do you find, so like there, I, I see like in examples that people say, like, it's easier to be honest in certain situations than in other situations. Like, so like if, I don't know if it's, um, going to be a bigger consequence or is this the person that we have to admit it to? Or if it's a like work versus home or I don't know, but I'm always fascinated by in one scenario, it's like, oh yeah, I would totally be honest. I would totally do this. And then the other scenario is like, "Mm, yeah, I'm not quite so sure if I would fess up. Well, see, it goes back to depending on what the situation is. If you ask me, hey, what do you think of my hair and nails right now? I'm lying. (laughs) 
<laughs> you better lie. You better lie. I'm not speaking the truth. I That's am a, a mess. Lie. Yes. Because <laughs> I want to live. Talk about murder, making up a murderer right here. Yes. Um, lie through your teeth. Yeah. If, if, let's Until say, the salon's open. If I say I go to a store mm-hmm. right now. And I, and I get to my car and I find out that I was given extra change. Mm-hmm. I might not go back in because it's a complete pain in the ass to go to the store these days. Mm-hmm. I put my mask on. I have to wait in line. <laughs> I have to get my receipt. I have to interact with somebody. They might have COVID. I might give them COVID. So I'd probably just pocket the change and be like, hey, 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 me. You're lucky me. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if it was a significant amount of money um, that I found on the ground somewhere, mm-hmm. You know, I might reconsider and be like, okay, I need to turn this in because this could be somebody's stimulus. This could be somebody's something. Mm-hmm. So I, for me, it'd be depending on the situation. When I talked to, when I used to teach with students and I, and even working with people that um, are young in the broadcasting world, you can't be honest with them because you'll crush them. Mm-hmm. Because most people, if let's take an instrument, for an example, mm-hmm. you start playing an instrument, you play a couple weeks, a couple months and like, how am I playing? Oh, you suck. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going to stop playing the piano. You're going to stop playing the guitar. Mm-hmm. You're going to be like, Hey, you're coming along. You're doing good. So again, you might be fudging the truth, mm-hmm. but you want to get them the information that you're doing okay, but you can do better. Right. You know? And so, so I guess it depends on the situation as to you know, what's going on. And to um, be accountable. I mean, there's, you know, if we want to talk about, you know, taking responsibility for our actions, taking responsibility for our behaviors, that's, you know, I, sometimes that's situational too. There, there was, there, no, there was one time and, and it's happened and, and I know, and usually I will, I would have d- I've done this with students that I've known for a period of time, maybe a couple semesters. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's been times I've told them this outright sucks. Don't do it. Or you should change it. How, how am I doing? How's my show sucked? How's my show today? Bad. And so I'll tell them, you know, mm-hmm. but, but, but most people know me to be straightforward. You know, right. I, I don't candy coat things and, mm-hmm. and, and play along, you know, you give them the good, you give them the bad. Most of the time I tend to go to the bad first because that's what everyone wants to know. Mm-hmm. How am I doing? Oh, you suck. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? Well, here's why. Well, why am I doing good? Well, here's what you're doing good. Now, most people say, oh, you start with the good. That's just me. Um, so in, in a lot of situations, I'm just straight up with people because that's just kind of how I am. Um, but what, so like, um, like with, for our own character our own behavior that people are offended by like or something that we just did you know that's wrong like I just find it I just find it interesting that like we're getting back to the like the congressman and the senator on tvs like we're all looking at it's like okay why you you know it's kind of obvious that you did it so why not just say you know I did it so there's situations that are easier to be accountable in Okay, here's here's an example. Maybe here's here's a simple example. Maybe that that we could correlate to. So everybody's in lockdown, and Michigan's in lockdown, Mm -hmm. and so they've got some of the more severe, strict lockdown rules. And so it's Memorial Day weekend, and the governor's husband tries to get the boat out on the lake and pulls the on the husband of the uh, governor after, car. After she said, nobody come to this area. Right, yeah. So they don't come to this area to celebrate. Everything. And then he puts their boat in the very place where she said, yes. please don't come because of Corona. And so what she, what does she do? And again, I'm not judging, but what does she do? She gets out there and says, oh, it was a, it was a failed attempt at humor. Right. No, it wasn't. It was not a failed attempt at humor. The guy wanted to get his boat out, and he basically violated everything. So what she could have done is come out and say, yeah, my husband did that. And you know what? He's in the doghouse because he's sleeping for two weeks on the couch or something. Mm-hmm. Spun it to humor, mm-hmm. but then said, no, he did what he did was wrong. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you know, I'm going to make an example of him and then pull some sort of example. Something as simple as that, you should just fess up and, and do. And, and then for me, stuff like that, I would do because, yeah, 
I mean, I'm not perfect. I don't think people expect me to be perfect. Um, you know, and I don't really have anything to hide or anything to, you know, cower from. So if I do something most of the time, you know, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll fess up to it, but it also depends on what's the ramifications for things down the road right. or for other people involved. Right. And so there it might be fudging again, that kind of like that CIA lie where you, where you kind of give the half truth to protect maybe some other people, not the, the, you know, maybe the more innocent, mm-hmm. um, you know, so I've done stuff like that, but it just, I guess it just kind of depends on the situation because, Again, not everybody is going to look at the situation in a certain way. So cheating and submitting a paper, okay, yeah, that's black and white pretty much. You Mm -hmm. plagiarized, therefore you fail, therefore this Mm -hmm. happens. Mm -hmm. Okay, I fessed up, I did that. There really is no getting out of it because that's my paper. Mm -hmm. I've submitted this two semesters ago and now you're submitting it. Okay, so there's no way of getting around it. Um, yeah, your husband was on the boat. Yeah, he did that. And now he's in big trouble. Mm-hmm. Okay. Things like that. You should just fess up because it makes you look bad too. And I think it even ruins your character a lot more. But if there's other things that come around, maybe it's not so, you know, Hey, why did you steal something? Well, what did I steal? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, maybe I stole something because it was for somebody else to make a right or wrong. I don't know. Um, and I can't really think of a good example to throw down there, but you know, but it's not always black and white. Yeah, it's not always black and white. And I think the, that people have a tendency to, um, be okay with lying if it's for a greater cause, if it's for the greater good, like if you're hiding, a um, um, you know, back in the day there was, I'm, uh, we just watched that movie, um, Harriet Tubman. Oh, right. Yeah. It was okay. an excellent movie. Yeah. Very well done. So they're hiding, you know, the slaves and of course they're lying about it. Well, if they told the truth, then they would have been captured. So you have to lie in that situation. So it's for the greater good. Um, But I think like what you were hinting at earlier, um, you know, taking accountability and not blaming other people for our actions, I think is the way to change our society so that we are not, because it's always, the problem is always out there. That group or that person, or they are doing this or that. And we don't stop to look like, are we doing the same thing? Are we participating in the same stereotyping or the same um, manipulation? Or are we playing the same games? And it's always, and we never want to look at the man in the mirror. We never want to think that we are part of the problem. But when we participate in, in what is going on, you know, in society, and we're not being accountable, like, yeah, I'm gossiping too. Or I'm um, prejudiced too, or I'm, you know, um, cheating on my taxes, or I'm cheating on my spouse, or I'm, you know, whatever it is, you know, we, we have this tendency to think that whatever it is that we're doing is justified in our own mind. And we make it, we um, make excuses for reasons, you know, for why we're doing what we're doing. And so therefore it's right. It's not wrong. It's right. And so then when someone calls into question, then we're like, now we have to decide, okay, am I going to switch my thinking that was justified in my head in doing this or, and, or am I going to deny it and blame other people and make other people, make it look like it's someone else's fault. And it's just so hard. Like it's, it's amazing. The people that we come across, you think, you know, adults that, um, you wouldn't think that they would be sitting there making excuses but they do. We do. I do. I mean, I have too. I'm not perfect. And we make excuses because we just don't want to deal with it. We don't want to deal with the fallout. And, and then we blame other people and we project and make it look like it's everybody else's fault. And all that does is just make it worse, but it's hard. It takes a real strength of character to a, not do it in the first place and to be 
um, stand up and say, yeah, that was really ugly, but I, you know, I did it. I should have asked first. I should have, um, given more information first. I should have, you know, gotten some other opinions for, I mean, it's hard to go back and, and, and be like, okay, um, I didn't, I didn't do it right. Here, here might be some, here might be an example of where most people, I don't want to say all because you never know. Most people might fit. Mm. You talk about somebody, mm-hmm. they come to you and say, Hey, I heard you said this about me mm-hmm. and you deny it. Exactly. You know? And so something as simple as that, mm-hmm. you know, could be where it's like, why don't you say, yeah, I did because you did. Mm-hmm. You don't want that confrontation. You don't right. want that. Thing. I had that happen one time and it wasn't necessarily anything scandalous, but yeah, I was talking about somebody. They can't even say, I heard you talking about me. So yeah, I was. Oh, and that diffused it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. But it's so hard. Like, yeah, and there's a ton of examples of that. Like, or say, like, there's something that gets discussed in a meeting, and then there's fallout from that. Mm-hmm. And then the per- one of the people in the meeting were like, I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. Like, wait, wait, what, what? Like, because you're trying to save face, right. you know, rather than saying, yeah, I was a part of that decision. I did know. Um, we, just, we just don't want to look bad in front of people. But see, it's also... And it ruins trust. And that yes. there's a quote that says, trust is when my name is safe in your mouth when I'm not around. I love that quote. I don't know who said it. That's a mug. It's a yeah, t-shirt. I should put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. Don't shoot yourself. <laughs> That's got to go on a t-shirt. Yes. Soft shooting yourself. Yes. Um, but the other, the other thing too, I think we have a hard time with that because there's other people out there taking advantage. You talk about the work situation. Mm-hmm. Okay, how many people out there, and I've been a part of that, where... I've given credit to somebody mm-hmm. for doing something. Hey, who got so-and-so guest? Oh, he did. I could have taken credit for it. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out where it benefits that other person. And then I get asked out. You know, I'm like, I'm out. It's like, well, yeah, because I gave him the opportunity to, you know, tra- tra- trace him down or track mm-hmm. him down. Track mm-hmm. the, I, you know, it was my idea. Right. Hey, you're sitting there doing nothing. Hey, why don't you track these people down and see if we can get them or whatever. But, you know, giving credit to where, where credit is due mm-hmm is also another thing. Who did this? Well, mm-hmm. they did. You know, I've, I've, I've done that a lot, giving credit to other people and even credit to other people that might not have done as much mm-hmm. because it builds them up. It helps them out. Right. Maybe it increases uh, prospects in their career. Mm-hmm. So I've done stuff like that. I don't know if people have done that for me. I don't really care, but um, it'd be nice. But I've done stuff like that. And so it's like, the reverse, I guess, of, mm-hmm. of that, you know, are you talking bad about somebody? Did you do something, not facing up to something you've done, mm-hmm. but what about giving credit to somebody who actually deserves it? Not taking the credit. Cause in the radio business, people always take credit for things that they've never done or right. they haven't done. I mean, that's just yeah. huge. It was always, the joke was always uh, at one point uh, for one show I was working on. The joke was always, if things are going good, the hosts get the credit. Mm-hmm. If things are going bad, I got, the, yeah. I got the blame. <laughs> and it didn't matter what it was. It could exactly. be my idea that for the greatest thing in the world, yeah. which happened a few times, or it could be the host's idea and I still get the blame for it. Exactly. Okay. And so, and that's always what it was. So I guess, and, and I guess maybe that's the other thing too, as we talk through things, being in the radio world, there's perspective of things change so much mm-hmm. because yeah, you have to protect the host and the credibility of the host. And so sometimes you take the blame. Hey, did the host? No, I did it. Hey, did the host know I make an excuse for why this happened? Right, right. Why didn't this come through? You know, maybe, or, or better yet, um, inside secrets. Um, <laughs> if I'm producing a show and for whatever reason, the ho, the, the ho, <laughs> the, the ho, <laughs> sometimes, no, the host um, decides to cancel the guest last minute. Yeah. The guest is like, why? 
because you called in late, because we changed our mind, because mm-hmm. no, you mm-hmm. come up with some sort of excuse to dismiss the guest mm-hmm. because of whatever reason, or maybe you get the guest on. This was always big. So, so it's kind of hard for me because sometimes the line gets blurred because I became king of excuses <laughs> because you had to, you had to get creative with why the guest was kicking you to the curb, mm. why we had to get rid of you, why you're not coming on. Mm. You know, we go, uh, we go, um, I get somebody call up and be like, I'm so-and-so with such and such school. And I think I should get on to talk about USC UCLA football week. Mm. Well, no, it's not compelling. So no, I'm not going to tell him that. Like right. I say, your, your story is not compelling because that's, you know, demeaning because to him it is. Right. And we, uh, we're just not going to be able to get you on. We're running out of time. We already have somebody, you know, whatever myriad of excuses. Mm-hmm. And so now that's where it becomes kind of a gray area. Am I, should I speak the truth and tell them, no, you're not a compelling story. LA does not want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> Go talk to your, you know, school campus radio station. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, no, we didn't get you on because, you know. After two questions, you were completely monotone and extremely boring, mm-hmm. and we want our listeners to be engaged and not tune out. Well, I'm glad I got offered yeah. twice. Yeah, you got that, twice. <laughs> uh, now I'm so, now I'm feeling good about. So, being so you can feel good about yourself back for you the back second time. Twice. What was I thinking? <laughs> now you're doing a podcast with me. Unbelievable. Yeah, I recheck myself. Yeah, right. No, but um, so you get some of those things, and so you take this accountability. And when you ask the question, "What do you do?" Again, people like to say. Is it black? Is it white? Well, there's a lot of gray areas in there. How's my hair? In this day and age, today, <laughs> with all the salons being closed, if someone comes up to you and says, how's my hair? How do I look? Do not tell do the not truth. Do not tell the truth. <laughs> you will die. You will die. Um, no, because, again, you really want to bring somebody down. Now, if um, now when we do stuff, okay, when we do stuff here, you know, I'm, I'm not a fashion person at all, but I like to go back to, to different shows and see, so I'm not wearing the same thing over and over. Because if it was the same thing, I'd be the same thing over. I'd be black shirt, black hat, and that'd be it. Mm-hmm. But I try to mix it up a little bit, so I try to get creative in, in my limited fashion uh, knowledge. So I'll ask you, hey, what does this look? How does this look? And I'd hope that you would be able to tell me, you know, oh, don't wear that. That's bad. That color doesn't look good or whatever. Because it's not going to offend me because right. I don't care. I just want to be able to look good so that we match or maybe I'm not wearing the same thing over and over. You know, there's a reason why right. I, I would ask. And so in that case, I would expect, you know, for the greater good, tell me mm-hmm. the truth. No, that looks horrible. Why are you wearing that? Mm-hmm. You should change it. That's the same thing, too. You know, you've asked me a couple of times, how does this look? And so, you know, wear that, not that, do this, not that. You know, mm-hmm. so and you have to be a little bit more honest because it's for, like you said, the greater good. You know, mm-hmm. it looks better if you wear that color than that color. This lighting looks better than that. Let's talk about this over that. There was a topic we wanted to talk about, and you're like, no. And I'm thinking, oh, come on, why not? She's just being her. She's being, you know, a diva. <laughs> but then when you told me about it, it's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. You know, that makes sense as to why we shouldn't um, talk about something, you mm-hmm. know. And so sometimes, yeah, it is important, even if it hurts, not that it hurt, but even if it does get cut to the core mm-hmm. it might be important to talk to be honest and to tell the truth mm-hmm. because it's going to help somebody you know better it's kind of like the whole do I have something in my teeth uh what do I say well yes or no <laughs> or you know you don't want to tell somebody I remember that one time someone I, said you know someone someone actually said they go how come you didn't tell me I had something in my teeth I don't know I don't want to feel awkward I know but then when you go back and you see that you have something in your teeth and it's like oh my gosh they didn't 
They yeah. didn't value me enough to tell me See? that I went yep. through the entire dinner with yep. something in my yep. teeth. And, and I will write those people off. Or I don't trust those people. Or worse yet, how come you didn't tell me I had something in my nose? Right. You know, it's like, oh, I don't want to be embarrassed. So or, if I ever leave yeah. here and I've got something <laughs> in my teeth or my face, you are not or, coming back. Or why is <laughs> why did you tell me my zipper was down? You right, because I mean, you we didn't get protect those, me. Yeah, yeah, we get some of those things. But then again, it goes back to, I guess, like you said, that saying, trust. Trust is mm-hmm. having the confidence of knowing that my name in your mouth is going to be okay or something. It's going to be safe. But here's the thing, too, is that not only do we have to be a trustworthy giver, but we have to be a trustworthy receiver and so the person might want to give us the truth but if we're not good receivers then they may not feel comfortable giving us the truth because of the reaction or the backlash so it's a two-way street it's not we can again it goes back to accountability it's like well why didn't this person tell me the truth and and then we might have to ask ourselves well if they do tell me the truth do I react negatively and so am I causing them to not want to tell the truth because there are certain people that um, I'm not completely honest with because they can't handle it. So it's like, why, yeah, why even, you know, why go there? You know, the reaction that it's going to get. So you sugarcoat it. So, or a lot of people, they don't, they're not, or some people will say, Hey, can I ask your um, opinion? But they're not really asking for your opinion. They're asking for validation. And so I've learned that the hard way. Like, oh, well, here's my opinion. Then they get mad at you for being honest. Right. So then I've learned, I'm like, okay, well, this person doesn't want me to be honest, even though that's what they're asking. They just want validation. And so then you have yeah. to, in certain cases, if you don't agree, then you got to lie, which is not okay because then you're protecting, yeah. then you're yeah. becoming an enabler, then you're becoming yeah. codependent. And so it's, you, we have to be good receivers as well. And, and we don't, and we want to make sure that our reaction, like we can't say, you know, you're not telling me the truth, but then getting really angry every time someone tells us the truth, because we're training them that we can't handle it. And so that's what comes back to accountability. It's like, okay, how am I reacting? What is my part in this? What am I doing to um, create some of this chaos? It's not just the other person's fault. What am I doing to create, you know, to participate in the chaos? If, am I setting a boundary? And saying, no, I'm not going to participate in this. Or am I on the, on the wheel, the hamster wheel, and I'm doing the dance with you. And if I'm doing the dance with you, I'm part of the problem. I'm not being accountable either. That, and it's not the other person's fault. Yeah. Then it's my fault. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's like I said, it goes back to, we like to think in terms of black and white right, wrong, this, that, absolutes. Mm-hmm. And life really isn't about absolutes. There's a lot of different tangibles in there that create then what a response is going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I know most people that, you know, know me for any extended period of time know that I'm pretty much a straight shooter, uh, you know, and um, especially in the professional world, you know, uh, pretty much a straight shooter, like to have some fun. But they also know that, you know, I can keep secrets. And so a lot of you, if I write a book... <laughs> You better run for the hills. No, um, but that's the other thing too. So it's like, you know, like you said, having that trust for people to come talk to you, having that trust to be able to tell people that what I am telling you, you might not like to hear, mm-hmm. but it's not from a negative thing. Mm-hmm. It's from a good place. Right. You know, uh, I, to I help you, you get, grow. Yes, yeah. exactly. And so sometimes that's important too. We like to often think as we got to wrap up here uh, in the negatives, you mm-hmm. know, uh, I'm, I'm going to talk about you and it's going to be negative or everything I do is negative or negative, negative, negative. 
But there's positive to telling the truth. There's mm-hmm. positive to accountability. There's positive to uh, being, uh, you know, self-responsibility, taking responsibility for yourself. Mm-hmm. There's positives in that. And, and sometimes we need to focus on that for growth as opposed to the negative to be afraid of and cowering behind, mm-hmm. you know, what might the consequences be because we can grow, like I've always said, you learn in sports, you learn more sometimes from a loss than you do a win. And mm-hmm. a lot of times you mm-hmm. learn more from a loss than a win. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so when we go, when we do things wrong and we learn from that, and we take responsibility, we can grow right. further than what we right. do if we get away with it. Right. And we have to be able to handle that, the discomfort, the failure, the, the struggle. We have to be able to handle those consequences in order to get to the other side and be stronger. Two Steps Ed podcast is who we are, highlighting the stuff we've stepped in so you don't have to. Check us out on Instagram at Two Steps Ahead Podcast. There is a link in the bio, and if you click that link, it'll bring up some options. You have an option to click to go to our YouTube page. Go to our YouTube page and subscribe. Watch all the videos. There's the SoundCloud page where you can even download these shows and take them with you or there's a spotify page where you can click and spotify pops up and and plays our shows you can go to um google and just type in two steps ed podcast and we pop up hey surrey hey alexa you know play two steps ed podcast we pop up also also a swag shop yes the swag shop i forgot (laughs) is in the link if you go to the link in the bio yep uh, on instagram uh, at two steps ed podcast also in pasadena we're on tv channel 32 spectrum channel 32 and at&t uverse channel uh, 99 in pasadena in long beach we're on spectrum channel 32 and frontier channel 41 and more tv stations coming your way so stay tuned for that Mm -hmm. my personal instagram is at edem rocks e-i-d-e-m-r-o-c-k-s you can reach me there same thing link in the bio takes you to all the same uh places and then for you your info is i am at instagram at tara hokeshiro t-a-r-a-h-o-k-e-s-c-h-i-r-o and there's also a link in my bio um, to go straight to my website, and you will find, um, again, all of the YouTube videos, the swag shop, a blog. Um, so everything is all there. Head over to Instagram and check us out. Yep. And please follow me. Yep, follow, 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 and like. I have to catch up. Follow and like, follow and like. Uh, again, Two Steps Ahead podcast, highlight the stuff we've stepped in so you don't have to. Let yourself be great. Yes. Take your passion. Make it happen. Be kind. Don't be an a-hole. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye, guys.